Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the foundation's homeless veteran program, Tunnel Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans because all veterans who served honorably, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T. Who do we blame? We should blame? Let's talk about that tonight. We'll talk about Joe Biden meeting with Xi Jinping, Kurt Schlichter, Terry Schilling. All that's coming up on I'm Right. All right. Let's deal with the elephant in the room. All right. I, as you well know, am a bad person. But I do two things well. I make the greatest cheeseburgers in the world, and I keep my word when I give it. And I told you that I thought this was going to be this 
groundbreaking red wave, and I even said 40-plus seats, and I laid down a marker. I said if we don't win at least 40 seats, that I will shave in a mustache. So why are you looking at this thing of beauty you're looking at right now? Because, man, we should have named the show I'm Wrong for tonight because I blew that one badly, and so now I have a mustache. And it has been funny, the reaction to shaving in a mustache, even one as fantastic as this one. You see, my very not nice fans, they continue to Photoshop my face on various things out there, and none of these things are nice. But dudes universally think it's hilarious. They all do. All my buddies, all the dudes think it's hilarious. Women, including the wife, are mortified. They're all screaming at me, grow it back, shave it off. What did you do? I just think the two different sides of human nature are funny. I even got a fresh trim today just so my mustache would come out even more. So fellas, you got about another week of it. Ladies, you only got about another week of it. Eventually this facial hair is gonna come back in and it'll be gone until then. Sit there and enjoy it. Take it in. Enjoy every minute of it. All right, now to the midterms. Well, this is getting worse. We don't, we don't have the Senate. We're barely going to have the House, looks like. Looks like, well, slim majority. Why? There are a lot of reasons. We'll talk about a lot of those reasons tonight. But I have always believed one of the main reasons is we don't have a pro-freedom party. I hate communists. I'm an anti-communist. I'm not a Republican. I'm an anti-communist. I want to vote for other anti-communists. I want to vote for people who see tyranny and fight against it. And the truth is, Republicans do not. Uh, Today is a common thing for people on the right. Maybe you do this. Democrats locked us down. These Democrat lockdowns. Really? Because Democrats were not in power when COVID hit these shores. Democrats were not in power for 15 days to slow the spread. No, sir. I say Republicans are little mini tyrants and it takes the wind out of the sails of people like me. Well, that's Michael Sanger about it. Joining me now is someone who's been so on point about all this stuff for a long time and obviously still is, Michael Sanger. He wrote the book Snake Oil, one you should really read if you want to understand how Xi and China used this COVID stuff to wreck the planet. But anyway, Michael, your piece says, quote, Republicans need to get serious about the genesis of lockdowns if they want voters. Could not possibly agree with you more, but please explain it's your article. Thanks so much, Jesse. Very glad to be here. Yeah, so, you know, the midterms really a bit of a disappointment for the Republican Party overall across the country. A bit of an underperformance there that people didn't see coming. Um, And part of the problem, I think, you know, there's no question that when you look back at the response to COVID-19, these lockdowns and mandates, which were such a disaster, really just, you know, a horrible policy catastrophe. And there's no question that those lockdowns and mandates were mostly in democratic states and cities. They bear the lion's share of the responsibility for that. If you look across, you know, left-wing states and cities across not only the United States, but the world at large, in, um, it's really in left-wing states and cities where those restrictions were longer and stricter and did the most damage, both to their own economies, their own uh, residents, 
and their own sort of social fabric. So there's no question the left bears lion's share of responsibility for that. Not only that, but they have not disavowed these policies. You know, they look prone to do them again at some point. So that's awful. So it stands to reason, you know, I think people were really expecting that for that reason, uh, people would vote for Republicans. They would see this red wave, but that didn't really happen. I think that didn't happen for a couple of reasons. First of all, your Republicans in general did not really run on COVID. Um, they didn't really talk about it that much in their campaigning. Uh, part of that is because, you know, they haven't really disavowed it themselves. And they sort of have run on this sort of lukewarm, well, you know, it's all Democrats' fault. They came up with lockdowns. And the problem with that is that's not really true. You know, Trump, a Republican president, was in office when these lockdowns first went into effect when we're throughout their strictness in spring 2020. It's really a very sort of complicated story how this policy catastrophe came about. And there are a lot of sort of shady officials involved, you know, relations with China, as I talk about in my book, Snake Oil, uh, per your introduction. Uh, so, you know, I think if they want voters to take this seriously as an issue, Republicans really need to get serious about how this policy catastrophe actually came about. And that means, you know, being forthcoming with the public, being honest with the, um, with the voting public, as just how bad the damage was. You know, this is an absolutely horrible policy catastrophe. We have tons of excess deaths among young people, which can't be attributed to the virus. Those are attributable to lockdowns, quite frankly. Uh, just extraordinary economic damage, not only in the United States, but among our allied nations who are depending on us to get the science right. Um, so this is an absolutely horrible policy catastrophe. And if voters see Republicans actually taking that seriously, given that the attention it deserves, there's no question they are willing to give Republicans their support if they look, Republicans look like it take, they're taking it seriously themselves. That's what we saw in Florida with Ron DeSantis outperforming there. You know, everybody knows, you know, DeSantis is the guy who is, um, you know, part of the anti-lockdown movement. He, you know, on a daily basis goes on, his team goes on social media and is, um, you know, interacts with scientists who are very opposed to lockdowns and mandates. And he really took that issue head on and he was rewarded for it big time whereas the rest of the country republicans underperformed DeSantis, uh, you know vastly outperformed a lot of people consider him now the leader of the republican party for all intents and purposes so voters know that something really awful happened with the response to covid but they want to see republicans actually taking it seriously figure out exactly who's actually responsible and being honest about the devastation that occurred well, Michael, I guess I'm probably asking you a question you can't answer, but why don't they then? Look, even if you're a weenie Republican, and that's most of our elected Republicans, you can still <laughs> look at Ron DeSantis and you can see his popularity, right? All these guys love poll numbers. You see his popularity. Why wouldn't you try to mimic that, right? DeSantis locked down his state, which he should never have done, not even for a day. But to his credit, he owned it. After about a month, they came up and said, I screwed this up. This was wrong. We're never doing this again. He owned it. Why not the others? Yeah, I mean, that's where DeSantis really stands out is that although he didn't see through this at the very beginning, you know, some of us did. DeSantis did not. But he quickly turned around and he said, you know, that was a horrible mistake. And then he became part of the anti-lockdown movement and embraced it wholly from that point forward. And yeah, I mean, other Republicans really should be looking at that and saying, Wait, and hopefully that's what will happen. Because now it's just... So, you know, whereas the stands, you know, vastly outperformed, the Republican 
Republicans as a whole across the rest of the country underperformed. Hopefully Republicans are going to look at that and say, you know, look what the, happened here. Uh, this is very clear that we need to embrace the anti-lockdown movement, embrace resistance to lockdowns mandates and get serious about this issue like Ron DeSantis did. So I'm hoping that going forward, they're going to notice that. Why didn't they do it going into the midterms? I mean, you know, it became dogma somehow within the Republican Party that voters didn't care about this issue. You know, if you talk to insiders within the Republican Party, that's the response they would usually give is that, yeah, you know, voters just aren't really into the COVID stuff. So, we, you know, we make some overtures to it, but uh, it's not something the voters are really focused on. Somehow that's what they told themselves. And I mean, look how that worked out for them. It worked out horribly. Voters do care about the response to COVID. This is an absolutely horrible policy catastrophe. And hopefully that's the big takeaway that the Republican Party takes from this is that voters do care. And if they see a leader like Ron DeSantis taking that seriously, they will be rewarded for it. And frankly, you know, aside from just groupthink within the Republican party about that issue, there's also, if you go back into the story of how lockdowns actually came about, public health has a lot to answer for. There's no question that the left in particular, Democrats bear a lion's share of responsibility uh, for how they govern their states and cities and did so much damage. But the problem is that the origin of lockdowns has a big national security aspect to it, that a lot of right-wing national security officials were involved in the genesis of lockdowns at the very beginning too. So the complicated answer is that the Republican Party in some sense is protecting some of their own bigwigs and their own officials uh, by not getting serious about how these lockdowns and mandates actually came about in the very beginning when most of the damage was done. So there's a little bit, I mean, quite frankly, you can almost call it corruption there and not being serious about how these policies actually come about, which is how, what you're going to need to do if you want to get serious about addressing them. Speaking of not serious, Joe Biden met with Xi Jinping today. Here's a little bit. I absolutely believe there need not be a new Cold War. We, uh, I've met many times with Xi Jinping, and we were candid and clear with one another across the board. And I do not think there's any imminent attempt on the part of China to invade Taiwan. And I uh, made it clear that our policy in Taiwan has not changed at all. We agreed that we would set up a set of circumstances where on issues that were that we had to further resolve details, we agreed that we would have our chief of staff, our the appropriate cabinet members and others sit and meet with one another to discuss the details of any every issue that we that was raised and we raised a lot of issues well let's hope he was as clear when he was meeting him as he was when he was discussing the meeting you know what they didn't discuss michael was COVID. right no not serious is right to say the absolute least i mean that is just intellectually insulting for biden and she's first meeting um, first and only meeting so far for them not to even discuss what happened with COVID because for the last two plus years, you know, Democrats in particular, or really, you know, governments across the Western world have been treating this as just this pandemic super virus. They're saying that, you know, millions of lives, kill millions of lives and would have killed even more if we didn't do all these lockdowns. That's the narrative they've been feeding us. The Democrats especially have never disavowed that narrative. And in fact, they just extended the state of emergency into April, 2023. I mean, this is over three years we're talking about and a state of emergency, a legal state of emergency in which the normal, um, you know, rule of law and order is suspended. That's how bad they're telling us this virus is. And we know that China covered up this virus in the very beginning. That is just, you know, accepted fact. 
So if they're serious about how dangerous this virus actually was, how deadly this virus actually was, how much damage it did, uh, which, you know, is what they've been saying for purposes of um, their own domestic emergency powers and imposing all these restrictions on the public, they should be dead serious. They should be absolutely outraged with China. I mean, that is unforgivable for them to cover up this virus, which killed millions and millions of people around the world. They should want, you know, to hold China accountable for that. It should be absolutely, you know, red in the face outrage. But instead, they're talking about stabilizing relations with China. I mean, just it, it, all you have to do is stop and think about how intellectually insulting that is for them to be all nice and, you know, trying to stabilize relations with China at the same time that they're implementing these emergency measures on their own people because this virus that China covered up has supposedly done all this damage. Now, if you're like me and no. other in the government, you know, we would argue that Democrats do not actually believe that the virus is, you know, this pandemic super virus that they're pretending it has been. Uh, you know, the virus has been vastly overplayed in terms of how deadly it was. And the real crime there was that China, the entire world, uh, Democrats especially, um, adopted China's response to the virus, uh, their way of dealing with its lockdowns and other stories as I go into in my book. But, you know, assuming Democrats actually mean what they say about how deadly the virus was, it doesn't add up that they are then being so friendly with China, pretending that China did nothing wrong here. It's the only explanation for that logical inconsistency is sickensy toward China and the fact that they're placing those economic relations with China above the rights of their own people. So, Michael, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you for having me. All right. Congressional leadership. Let's talk about who do we blame? Well, we're hurting. We want to blame somebody, right? Who should it be? We'll have an honest talk about that in a second. Now, before we get to that, let's get to this. Let's get to something non-political, huh? Let's get to the fact that my sons are getting old enough that they smell now. I'm just, I'm bearing my soul to you right here. They smell now. It's their feet, man. I, they shower. We, we have to make them shower every day, but they shower every single day. And somehow the shoes, oh. So... <clears throat> I've had to move one of my Eden Pure Thunderstorms. We usually keep one in my bedroom, one in the boys' room, and then one in the general living area, one in the living room. We've had to move it to the mud room where they keep their shoes. Now that's the bad news is I don't have one in my living room anymore. The good news is my mudroom smells great now. These things, they're miracles, man. They clean even toxic boy shoe fumes out of the air. They sell three packs for under $200. That's two hundred dollars off for my viewers you have to go to edenpuredeals.com code jesse to get that though edenpuredeals.com code jesse we'll be back each morning the president of the united states receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country it's called the president's daily brief or pdb it's delivered by america's spies and analysts well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. All right. Let's talk. Let's have a hard talk 
about accountability. We're big on that, right? That's what we're supposed to be on the right. Accountability. Hold people accountable. Get what you earn, that kind of stuff. Well, in the wake of a loss, people are always looking to blame someone. It's just uh, it's that old line JFK used, and I think he stole it from someone else. Victory has a thousand fathers, but defeat is an orphan. No one wants to take responsibility for it, but the people who are angry, you, me, election didn't go the way we wanted, we want someone or someones to blame. When I wake up the morning after the election that I thought was going to be a red wave and you thought was going to be a red wave and it turned out to be a little red drip, I want to know who and what is responsible for that. Now, I need to clarify something. The answer to that question, especially when it comes to elections, is rarely as simple as we make it out to be. I know what you do after an election. You know how I know? Because it's the same thing I do. I find the person I like and I say it's not their fault, and I find the person I don't like and I say it is their fault. That's what we do, right? If you're a huge Trump fan, you'll say it wasn't Trump's fault at all, it was McConnell's fault, he sucks. If you hate Trump, uh, McConnell did fine, what did Trump do? But let's have a talk, an honest talk about this. Donald Trump is not elected right now. Donald Trump is most definitely not elected in the United States Senate right now. He's not a senator. He's a former president of the United States of America. We do not have the Senate. That is a huge deal. That means they still control all these critical Senate committees like the Judiciary Committee and things like that. Us not having the Senate is is really bad. And we should have. And we could have. So it's time to assess who is responsible. And if we're going to do this, we have to go to leadership first, no matter what we do. Doesn't matter what you love Trump, hate Trump, love McConnell, hate McConnell, the establishment, far right, doesn't matter what you are, you have to go to the leadership of the responsible parties. If I take over uh, McDonald's, and in the first year we do $50 billion less in sales than McDonald's did the year before, They're not going to come knock on my secretary's door and say, pack up or stuff. They're coming to me because I'm in charge. And it looks like support for ousting Mitch McConnell might be building. You know this because it's one thing to criticize somebody. It's another thing entirely to criticize somebody publicly. That changes the conversation. That changes everything. If I uh, have an argument with my sister privately, that's fine. We'll get over it in a day. It'll be fine. If I have an argument with my sister and I hop right on Twitter and say, my sister's such an idiot, I may never talk to her again. Public versus private. Josh Hawley going public is not a small thing. It's a big thing. Quote, the old party is dead. Time to bury it and build something new. All right, so what do we know? It's easy to punch on Mitch McConnell because... He didn't have a lot of fans, right? I mean, you've seen a thousand Trump fans. Maybe you are one. Heavy D fans. Maybe you are one. I love this guy. I love that guy. Have you ever met a Mitch McConnell fan outside of Washington, D.C.? I do this for a living, and I haven't. You can always find some D.C. consultant whose bread's been buttered by McConnell, but other than that, no one's a fan. So he's the one we're all jumping on. Well, is that fair? Yeah, it is fair. I'm not going to go over what I went over before in a previous show, but let's go to Arizona. I mean, people are talking about Blake Masters. Blake Masters went on TV, had this to say. 
Senate Leadership Fund, Mitch McConnell. McConnell decided to spend millions of dollars attacking a fellow Republican in Alaska instead of helping me defeat Senator Mark Kelly. Had he chosen to spend money in Arizona, this race would be over. We'd be celebrating a Senate majority right now. And so my message to the people uh, of America, my message to actually my the Republican senators, let's not vote Mitch McConnell into leadership. He doesn't deserve to be majority leader or minority leader. You get a choice. You can stand with your constituents and stand with Americans, or you can stand for Mitch McConnell. I will leave it to the viewer to decide whether it is just malice or whether it's gross incompetence. But clearly Mitch McConnell cares about Mitch McConnell uh, and less about a Senate majority or the people of America. I think we need a change. That's why I ran for office. And one way or another, change is coming. Okay, let's talk about that. What do you see there? Is that just sour grapes? Now, there's a good chance you like Blake and don't like Mitch. But let's, let's, be, let's be honest adults here. What's he talking about? Is that legitimate? Well, I told you before. I ran for office in Arizona. Arizona has two things that when you combine them makes for a big problem if the national party screws you out of critical campaign money. What are those two things? One, they have a very, very late primary. It's in August. That sucks, man. That's awfully close to November. But wait, there's more. It's not just that they have a very late primary. It's that half of Arizona voters vote early vote early by mail half of them what's that mean half the voters are voting a matter of weeks after the primary has been decided now what happened during those weeks what happened mitch mcconnell announced that his big old rich pack was yanking millions of dollars out of arizona not only depriving blake of those dollars but announcing to other donors around the country that this race isn't winnable. Eventually, money did come in post-early voting, and Blake did come roaring back. I believe he won on election day. I think they're still looking at that right now. But early voting, lost. Critical Senate seat, lost. Mark Kelly, $79 million spent. Blake Masters, $12 million spent. Now, maybe you're sitting there saying to yourself, $12 million is a whole lot of money. Not compared to $79 million. And remember, when you start talking about money in politics, I know it can kind of feel scummy, right? Ugh, money, and they're, it's a waste. It feels like a waste. They're wasting money. Why are they wasting money? Understand this, please. You are an informed voter. You're sitting there right now on your TV, phone, iPad, however you're watching. You're sitting here watching I'm Right right now. Why? You have all kinds of viewing options. You could be watching anything, but you choose to come here. Why? Because you're a highly informed voter who cares about politics. If, it, if every voter was like you, nobody would need to spend a dime on politics. However, sadly, they're not like you. Most voters, they don't pay attention. The vast majority of them. All those issues you know about, did you hear what this guy did, this, this guy's scandal here, did you hear about this? You know all these things? The average voter knows none of these things. Most voters. If you don't have the money to reach the average voter when he sits down at night and turns on a baseball game, then you're going to lose. $12 million versus 79 was already over. And to his point, Mitch McConnell took those millions of dollars 
and instead spent them against another Republican in the primary in Alaska. And need, need I point out, the Republican, surprise, surprise, he spent that money on was one of the ones you would like and I would like. And who was he spending that money on behalf of? Lisa Murkowski, who's practically a Democrat. There is no way Mitch McConnell should be able to survive this kind of Senate loss and the choices he made allocating his money. So Tom Cotton, as much as I agree with Cotton on the issues, is flat out wrong on this, and it is unacceptable. Well, I don't see why we would delay the election since all five or six of our leadership elections are uncontested. You know, the, the great wrestling champion, Ric Flair, used to say to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And so far, no one's had the nerve to step forward and challenge Senator McConnell. So I support Senator McConnell. Run then. When you have an embarrassment on this scale, and then you combine that with the choices that were made by Mitch McConnell, that is not somebody who can continue to lead the senators. And I'll tell you, I don't know whether it's Cotton, Holly, Cruz, Paul, I don't, I don't know who, but I will be seriously disappointed if not one Republican in the United States Senate has the guts to step up and challenge Mitch McConnell. Seriously disappointed. If that happens, shame on all of you. Even the ones I love, even my friends. Shame on all of you if none of you have the courage to step up. Christmas is coming. And it's hard to figure out what to buy to people. I've got something for you. Go to grip6.com. What do they have? Well, the dude in your life is going to love one of these. This holds all my cards, credit card, driver's license, all the necessary cards I need. And they don't fall out. It's not leather, they won't wear out. When you squeeze it, they all pop out and then they lock right back in. Also, you'll find the most comfortable socks you've ever seen in your life on grip6.com and belts. Use the promo code JESSE for a special discount, grip6.com. The American people rejected, soundly rejected, the anti-democratic, authoritarian, nasty, and divisive direction the MAGA Republicans wanted to take our country in. Okay. Well, that's one theory. Let's find out what Kurt and Chair Terry want to say about that. Kurt Schlichter, senior columnist, townhall.com, also author of the new book, Inferno, and my buddy Terry Schilling, president of the American Principles Project, all right, Kurt, everyone has a theory. Whenever you lose, everyone has theories as to why you lost. It's this guy's fault, it's Trump, it's McDonald's, it's McCarthy, it's the sky, it's the abortion, it's whatever. Kurt Schlichter, we're all a little bit sore. Why'd we lose? Look, we lawyers have a word for this, or a phrase. It's called joint several liability. It means a bunch of people can be equally responsible for the same problem. Uh, there are a lot of things that went wrong, and uh, we have to have the courage to face them. Uh, that includes people who like Donald Trump need to face uh, the Donald Trump problems. Uh, people who uh, uh, don't like Donald Trump need to face their own problems. We need to look at the Republican leadership. Uh, we need to look at the tactics, techniques, and procedures we were using. We need to use the issue sets we were putting out there. The fact is, it did not get beyond the margin of fraud. Uh, it did not get between the margin of uh, 
uh, the, 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 the relatively small amount that uh, some of the new voting rules allow uh, uh, the other side to get uh, and that maybe we should be exploiting ourselves. Um, I don't like the blame thrower act. I wanna find out what the problem is. I wanna get it done, but that means some people need to go away. That's fine. We gotta win this in 2024. Okay, Terry, who's who's to blame? I think two people are are two you know groups are to blame. It's those establishment conventional wisdom GOPers who told us that we just need to make this a, a election about the economy and about jobs and about 10% inflation. We won those groups of people, but where we got killed was abortion. And that was because Democrats campaigned like crazy on abortion and how radical Republicans were. And Republicans didn't mention the A word. If you really wanted to win this cycle, you had to show how extreme Democrats were, which, by the way, I still think that aborting a baby in the ninth month that's eight pounds uh, is pretty extreme. And I think the vast majority of Americans are against that. But how many Republicans actually went on offense there? The other thing that I think we have to blame is this current election system where the Democrats are focused on collecting ballots of their party and Republicans are focused on trying to win over voters. One is industrialized, it's mechanical, and the other is romantic and it's it's systemic. And we need to, if the Republican party is going to win elections in the future, we need to be just as mechanical and just as methodical as the Democrats are in harvesting their ballots. Kurt, you referenced the Trump problem. What are you talking about? Well, look, I, I, you know, Trump was partly to blame for this. Uh, he's the head guy. The commander's responsible for everything the unit does or doesn't do. Uh, he helped pick some guys who didn't make, get it done. Uh, he didn't spend the money he could have. But, you know, while, while I've got criticisms of Trump, and I write about him in town hall today at length, um, I think it is very simplistic for people to say, well, if we just dump Trump, we'll be fine. Look, Trump came along for a reason and the problems that got us Trump have not gone away. We need to do a deep dive to get to the point where a significant major, uh, majority of the American people will vote for us. The simple fact is a lot of people will not vote for us, more than the number should be. There's always gonna be some hardcores who are unswaverable. Uh, but the fact is we just didn't get the numbers. And that goes whether you have the quote unquote bad candidates like uh, uh, Dr. Oz uh, or the good candidates like Adam Laxalt, who on paper is perfect and he's a great guy, but they didn't get it done. It didn't happen. So we've got to figure out why and we've got to look deep into ourselves. I, you know, I, I, I agree on uh, uh, the mechanics of voting. I think that we have a different voting system and we need to approach that. That's the battlefield, whether we like it or not. Uh, I think we need to talk and debate about how we handled abortion and uh, uh, maybe we handled it too well. Maybe we uh, were too aggressive on it. Maybe we weren't aggressive enough. Maybe it's a different issue that's important, but we need to talk about it and we need to develop thick skin. So when we do the after action review of this, um, you know, cluster, uh, we don't make the same mistakes again. Terry, Republicans, they tend to avoid, especially the ones running in Senate races, most, most definitely, they tend to avoid not just abortion, they tend to avoid all kinds of cultural issues, 
But did we simply lose the culture and that's why they do it? Now, I call them weenies and I want them to campaign on those things. But some mornings I wake up, Terry, after an election like that or the Biden election, and I say to myself, the country's simply further left than I want to admit it is. No, Jesse, listen, I, I want to assure you the, that Americans do not yet support sex changes for minors. Right. And that is the the bar for the for the Democratic Party. That's what they support. Americans reject the the radical cultural agenda that the left has for this country in a huge fashion. The only problem is, is that no one believes that Republicans will actually do anything to stop it. Right. The reason we have Trump, the reason we have such a pugnacious and, and, and extravagant and just willing to burn everything down type Republican as head of the party right now is because the only people that hate Republicans more than Democrats are Republican voters. We are so sick and tired of our party leaders never delivering on our promises. Jesse, the last month and a half of the campaign, what were Republican and leadership? Uh, what were they talking about? Entitlement reform. What the hell are you talking about? No one was calling for entitlement reform, but that was the best Republicans could come up with for addressing inflation. These guys are out of control and they need to be checked. And if the midterm elections don't serve as a check on their leadership, I don't know what will. Kurt, give me something no, positive I, from the midterm. There was something positive. Give me something positive. We got another shot in two years. Stuff can turn around 180 degrees in a month. Okay, the, the idea that we are somehow doomed is crazy. On the other hand, we saw what happens when you uh, get over optimistic, which we did in this election, and I was too. I looked at the fundamentals, I looked at the issue set, I looked at that doddering old pervert in the White House, I said, we can't miss. Well, we didn't get what we needed to get. So the, the optimism, we're not dead yet, we're not enslaved yet. We've got another election in two years, it's a good map, Let's go see what we can do. But the, the most important thing is to ruthlessly and rigorously examine what went wrong. And that includes checking our most, uh, uh, you know, our, our most closely held beliefs. We've got to challenge ourselves. I know what I believe. I probably believe a lot of what Terry believes. Um, but maybe that stuff doesn't get it done. I want to get it done. And I don't care what we have to do to make it happen. Terry, tell me something positive. I'll give you everything. Listen, Jesse, these abortion amendments, abortion as an issue, they're going to be everywhere in 2024. And the only way out is through. And if Republicans can figure out a, a reasonable compromise on abortion, by the way, it's a 15-week bill. Uh, if they can figure that out and have that as an alternative and a counterpunch to Democrats and learn how to go on offense, we can win here every election from here to kingdom come. The only other thing that we have to do is to start utilizing the early vote system and maximizing our turnout. If Democrats are harvesting ballots, by golly, we have to start harvesting ballots. We have to play hardball just like they do because if it's, if it's them harvesting ballots and us winning over voters, they're going it's like bringing a knife to a gunfight. They're going to win every election from here to kingdom come, and we'll never have a shot to fight back. Kurt, Terry, thank you, boys. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, Joe Biden met with Xi Jinping today. I'm not, not going to go into this right now, but I do want you to understand that Joe Biden met with Xi Jinping today for hours. 
Now, you're Xi Jinping. You've openly stated that you want to dominate the world. You have just been appointed for life as the leader of China. You want Taiwan. And you're sitting down with Joe Biden for three hours. What do you think is going through Xi Jinping's head as Joe Biden talks to him for three hours? Please tell me you have an emergency three-month food kit already in pocket. My Patriot Supply has partnered with the show. I think there is a chance that things are going to get real, real rough around here. I don't know that, and I hope to God I'm wrong, but I think there's a chance. Does everyone in your family have an emergency three-month food kit? Please make some preparations, please. You don't have to go crazy. Everyone in your home needs three months worth of food, all right? MyPatriotSupply.com, they're selling it for $250 off right now. It's their lowest price in years, and there's no way they can hold that price because of supply chain problems. MyPatriotSupply.com, go now. We'll be back. All right. On to the next one, right? That election didn't go quite the way we wanted. Now, what are we all doing? What about 2024? Going to elect a president? All right, so let's, let's do a little early preview of the lay of the land. Joe Biden came out and had this to say. When I announce, if I announce, my intention is that I run again. My guess is it'd be early next year we make that judgment. But it is my plan to do it. Yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> nah, nah, no, he's not. Joe Biden's not running for office again. Joe Biden has served his purpose very, very well. Democrats, as horrible as they are, are smart enough to see the the writing on the wall from Grandpa Poopy Pants, and they're going to move right along no matter what Grandma Vodka has to say. You think President Biden should run again? Uh, yes, I do. I mean, president Biden has been a great president for our country. He has accomplished so much. Well, I actually agree with part of that. Not been great for the country, but he has accomplished a lot. That is the sad part. That walking cadaver is surrounded by all of Obama's, Obama's committed America-hating communists, and they have destroyed a lot. They have. They have continued to take over the institutions and weaponize our institutions against their political opponents. All this took place under Joe Biden, who's a weapons-grade jerk anyway. Yeah, Democrats are going to toss him out the back, the back door of the White House here in about a year. But in the end, they'll never appreciate him for all he did accomplish for them. He has been absolutely wonderful. In the meantime, we're stuck with the guy for another two years. Here he is embarrassing us overseas. Um, uh, I can't have trouble reading this. Reuters, uh, Natanja Bose. And now uh, that we are back together here in Cambodia, I look forward to building uh, even stronger progress than we've already made. And I want to thank the Prime Minister of Co for Colombia's leadership. He wasn't in Colombia. You, you know what? It's fine. It's, it's fine. He's not running again. We're stuck with this for a couple more years. We're just going to have to hunker down and learn to deal with it. All right? 
what's going to happen in 2024? I don't know. Republicans in red states, red controlled states, better be locking down their voter ID laws. Republicans in blue states and purple states that won't be able to get those laws passed had better start working on a robust ballot harvesting thing or 2024 doesn't matter. Whether it's Trump, heavy D, all that stuff, none of, none of it matters unless those two things happen. So let's start pushing that way, all right? All right, that's, an, that's enough ugly. It's enough ugly. Let's get to some light in the mood stuff. Before we get to light in the mood, I do want to clear up something I just said. We're talking about the next thing, right? The next thing, the elections in 2024, 2024. We're going to 2024. The truth is now, now that the communists have infiltrated every part of our institutions, elections are every day. Every single day you vote with your money. Corporate America has chosen to wade into this culture war all the way. They're out there fighting it every single day against you. They're fighting for your children's hearts and minds every single day. It's despicable. Despicable. Wife had on the uh, one of the Christmas channels that's playing Christmas movies because she's been decorating the house. All these cheesy, stupid, brand new Christmas movies out. There wasn't a single one on there that didn't have LGBTQ representation in the movie. Start voting with your money every day. Public SQ is your tool to vote with your money every day. What businesses share your values in your area? There's a list. There's a database that's growing every day. It's right on your phone. Go download Public SQ, all right? Public SQ is your tool. Put your money where your morals are. We'll be back. I miss Rush Limbaugh. I don't want to be one of those people that sit and sits and laments the way things used to be. Uh, oh, this, this sucks now, and I, I miss this, and I miss that. But when you're going through these turbulent times like we are now, I think unique thinkers are so important to have. And I don't feel like we have that many of them on the right who see things differently, and they kind of stand out right now. And man, Rush always did. He always did. This is Rush back in 1993. Here was the great one. I, because I'm wearing these ribbons, I care more than any of you about anything. <laughs> and these ribbons say so. I want you people sitting at home and you people in the audience, look down at your lapel right now. <laughs> I want you to do this. Put the camera back on me. Do this. <laughs> When you look down, what do you see? You don't see anything because you're not wearing any ribbons. It means you're a bigot. It means you're a racist. It means you're a sexist. It means you're a homophobe. It probably means you're a white guy. It probably means you're a European. And you and you alone are responsible for all the ills of America. But I'm not because I'm wearing these ribbons. <laughs> I care more than you. Man, he was the best. Rest in peace. I'll see you tomorrow. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. 
Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. Mayo served our nation for over seven years before he was catastrophically injured during training. He was left paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers has already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount.